enough. Okay. That makes sense. If I push this button and then this one, you should just. Why? What did I do wrong? What have I done to deserve this? Our last computer broke down. Here, look at this. I built a new one. It's shiny and new. It will never break down. Yeah, fuck you, Betty. I love you so much. Oh. What's this? Did you, did you turn on the radio? <laughs> How? You're way better with this stuff than I am. Okay. Uh, let's do this. It's Raccoon Radio. It's Raccoon Radio. Dear survivors of all things not entirely unforeseen, dear strangers, adrift alone or huddled together, this is Raccoon Radio, still alive, still broadcasting. And with me in the studio, as always, our very own rioting rascal Raccoon. <coughs> when I woke up this morning, the ship's computer was turned on and rattling like hell. Even though I turned it off yesterday, I did, I know I did. The computer keeps showing me pictures box knows why. No matter where I click or what keys I press, the pictures just won't stop. The crew on the ship on day one, all of us together, posing like some sports team. God, Betty had curls back then, just imagine. Thick and luxurious curls. The kind you only had in advertisements. Not on a ship of fools thinking they might change the world for the better. There's Sven pointing at the sea. That must have been three years ago or so. He was in his bandana phase. Pete hated the bandanas. He said they looked pathetic. But Sven was adamant about it. Bandanas are cool, he would say. The third picture is Betty, wearing her favourite dress. The one with the incredible petticoat skirt. It's for intimidation, she told me once. Like a peacock's feathers. She would wear it to every hacker convention she went to. She always told me it scares them when you look like that and still know your way around a computer. <laughs> In the picture she's standing next to the main computer. The big box, she called it. 
She's smiling. Oh, Betty, I wish you were here with me right now. You would know what to do. Look at that. Now, there's Betty dancing in the kitchen, striking a pose, while Pete is cooking in the background, and Masha... Listeners, if you know anything about computers, if you have any idea what might cause this bug, please reach out. Please tell me how to get the computer back to normal. Today is a very special day. If you've been with us through the years, you might know what I'm referring to. Five years ago, we got this little fella, or rather, Masha did. One day, after a quick dip to friendly shores, she came back with a baby raccoon in her arms. There had been an accident, she told us. Something with her motorcycle and the raccoon's mother. She did not elaborate. But she made it pretty clear that the raccoon was going to stay. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Get over here. Today is the raccoon's birthday. At least as far as its life on our ship is concerned. It is also the birthday of our show's name. I have to admit, the independent pirate did have a rather generic ring to it. So yeah, five years ago today, the raccoon came to live with us and this radio show came to its name. It's a raccooniversary! The raccoon disapproves of my joke, and off it goes. Don't go into the canteen! Hey! Don't go into the canteen! There aren't any baked beans left to play with anyway. Now that the raccoon's gone, I can tell you. I made a cake. For celebration. In a world where there's not much left to celebrate other than mere survival, cake is more important than ever. Also, it's a tradition. It's not much. I had to make do with what we have left. I mixed some cornstarch and a bit of sugar, some food colouring and breadcrumbs. The oven doesn't work anymore. Nor does our stove, for that matter, since we ran out of gas a while ago. So I microwaved the whole thing. It's not so much a cake as it is a flat, round piece of vegan jelly. Though the breadcrumbs do add a nice bit of texture. But if something gets made with the intention of making a cake, that's what makes it a cake. We are having cake today, instead of beans, which is a good thing because we ran out of beans. There are still a few nutrient bars left, though. And if we are lucky, our garden will give us a handful of tomatoes and some squash, grown on our own little compost. And since the raccoon and I only need little from day to day, we'll probably be fine. For some time, at least. If you should, by any chance, have more food than you need, wherever you are, 
maybe you could put it into a crate or boat or anything floaty and throw it in the water. Maybe it will drift by us. Or maybe it will find someone else in need. And if your stocks are dwindling as well, just hope. Maybe someone just dropped a crate full of waterproof packed cereals into the ocean, just a little way upstream from you. Just wait. Things will work out. Just wait. That's the only thing left now, isn't it? Waiting. And recording this. For you. Whoever you might be. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're somewhere safe, on an island, or a ship, with all your friends, together eating cake with frosting in your favorite color and edible glitter on top of it. You're drinking tea from homegrown herbs, and one of you got out their ukulele, playing slow and mellow cover versions of your favorite songs from back when this world was still doing more or less okay. Okay enough to pretend that we did not have to worry. Let's play some games, one of you suggests, and so you get out a stack of paper and tear it to pieces and everybody writes on them. The names of famous people who are no longer alive and the names of everyday objects you have not seen or used in ages. And just as you try to mime a self-driving lawnmower, you trip and you already feel your head connecting with the kitchenette's counter when someone catches you in their arms. I better go check on the raccoon before it finds the cake and eats it all by itself. In the meantime, here's some music. And now it's time for another thrilling tale of yesteryear, with Aaron J. Shea and Strangely Duesberg off on their globe-trotting adventures. Let's see what they get up to this week. Somewhere there's a forest 
So grab your bag and go with me. It's a swell time for an adventure. You know there are things you long to see beyond that back the raccoon did find the cake and had started to eat it so we had a very brief two minutes birthday party a cake break you might call it cake bread and butter for the soul the raccoon approves the blue fog is getting thicker I still think there's something behind all that fog Something grey, a greyish structure, like a floating tower. I don't believe there's anyone living there. If there was, somebody would have tried to contact us, right? No one tried to contact us. Maybe it's one of those oil things or, or a defence tower with automatic guns shooting anyone trying to reach the continent this way. No, that's not a tower. It looks more like a pyramid. Assumptions about the weather. The sky looks orange-ish with a touch of grey. The blue fog fits perfectly to the orange-ish sky. Very nice contrast. The perfect setting for an impressionistic painting. So, the weather looks good. But it might be a trap. If I have learned anything in the past years, it's do not trust the weather. Never trust the weather. Even when the possibility of a tiny streak of wind makes you want to go outside to check for yourself. Better stay in. Stay in, stay put, stay alive. Sometimes I wake up at night because I think I heard a mosquito. A fluttering of tiny wings next to my pillow. That high-pitched buzzing sound. When we went camping when I was little, my mum would always remind me to put on loads of protection, even though we were vaccinated against all possible and impossible diseases. Better safe than sorry. Thanks, buddy. We don't need any mosquitoes on deck, you're making enough noise for a whole zoo. 
You're the number one weapon against awkward silence. Silent spring was the term, I think. Silent future was what the council called it. A more efficient and enjoyable way of living. No mosquitoes, no mosquito bites. Sure, great slogan. There was this one couple, friends of a friend of a friend, who went camping and downloaded a ringtone that sounded like the bzzz of a mosquito, because apparently it made camping more natural. In other news, time for a poem. As it is and has been tradition over the last years, I will now recite a poem for the raccoon in honor of its birthday. Here it goes. <clears throat> There was a raccoon who lived on a ship that sailed to the moon and was well equipped with food and with cake and pillows and such. No life was at stake. Because they didn't need much. Oh, don't worry, we're not traveling to the moon. Not as far as I know. And that's it for today. I'll go get some gardening done now, so we won't have to open any of the weird-looking cans I found yesterday. Or starve. Stay tuned for more spontaneous poetry and fresh tips on naughty gardening. Also, a quick guide on reading books upside down, in reverse and side by side to build new stories. Because you've read all the books you've got so many times, you know them all by heart. Speak to you soon on Raccoon Radio. You've been listening to Raccoon Radio, a podcast written and produced by Franziska Schraus and Josephine Hochburg. The voice of the broadcaster is Josephine Hochburg. The voice of the raccoon is Franziska Schraus. Original music by Catnip Evergreen. The song featured in this episode was Grab Your Bag by Strangely and Shay. You can find them on Bandcamp. Just follow the link in our description. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter under raccoon.radio. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like us to keep producing new episodes, consider buying us a coffee on ko-fi.com slash raccoonradio. More episodes are on their way. Until then, stay afloat.